Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Uh, what are we at? The end of April? Yes. Uh, surprises me. I think time is weird these days and it doesn't exist. So uh, starting to work on a college campus again changes. Like when your life goes time by exists quarters, for you. Well, this goes by quarters, right? Like I know when classes end. I know when spring break oh, is. No. I know it flies. When your life is split into three month chunks, it just flies by. How is it? Three months goes so fast too. Like I can't imagine you're like, oh my God, the quarter's over. Mm, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that because I just live in years yeah, now. That's how it was before. Yeah, it was just life. It's just life. March of 2020, which somehow lasted like nine years. At least 12. At least like the last half though. Like the first half was fine. And then from like March 15th until April 10, I was like, how old am I? What? I'm not convinced it's not still March of 2020. I really don't know anymore. Is it April 2020 <laughs> maybe now? It must be April okay. now. That makes more sense. <laughs> I get it. Oh no, we're going senile like our characters. Oh God. This must have explained some stuff. Um, anyways, I don't know what we've decided to call today's episode, but it's basically like seniors and crime. Not seniors, that, like seniors are committing crime. crimes. They're solving yeah. them seniors generally. Solving crime, silver tsunami. I like solving. silver tsunami. It made sense to me. I've worked in a retirement community. I understood what you meant when you said that. But then we talked about it last time, and you're like, "Oh, nobody knows what I mean." Yeah, I will tell so everybody. So that silver tsunami. I say this at work all the time. The silver tsunami is coming. It means all these people they're getting really close to retirement age, like. Mm-hmm. A quarter of the workforce or a third of the workforce or something like that is could be retirement eligible in the next five years. There's going to be a whole boast of them going into retirement and hopefully solving crime, not committing crime. You know, I didn't know all the specifics on that. I heard silver and tsunami and just assumed it just meant like a lot of old people. And I was like, okay, I'm on board. Like, I yeah, don't know what it applies just, to, yeah. but <laughs> it is basically a lot of old people. But like when we talk about it at work, we say the silver tsunami is coming. Oh, there's a specific. Got it. I think because we're in our youth still, maybe. Um, yes, I'm gonna call it my youth because <laughs> when I'm in my 40s, I will think this is my youth. Okay, okay? deal, deal allowed. <clears throat> so, basically, our topic kind of centers on that. Um, we looked through our books and decided we both have things or could get things that were related to old people. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Bye. you're at the topic today. Um, I love crime, it's like most of the books that I read, so this just is on par for me. Not surprised at all. Uh, Some of you may have read this book because I feel like it's really been popular and I've seen it a lot lately. But the one that I did was the Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. This is one that's definitely been on my list for a very, very long time. And I had a friend who was going to loan it to me because they were moving. And I don't think they finished it in time. They took it on the plane and I went, dang it. I bought it for another friend for Christmas last year, or maybe it was their birthday last year. I don't know. We do always, most of my book friends, we do books for birthdays, holidays. Um, So I don't know, but I know that I bought this for somebody else too. So obviously high up on the subject list. So uh, hopefully you enjoy it too. I will say there are so many characters in this book. I had a hard time keeping track. Like I'm not even kidding. I, so I boast that I usually can read like between 80 and hundred pages an hour for this book. I was at like 40 an hour (laughs) for the first like I don't know probably 100 so pages it was embarrassing like I was embarrassed by myself I was like why is it taking me so long there are just so many characters that I was having such a hard time keeping it straight I kept flipping back and being like wait who were they again it's weird um so some books do like chapter to chapter for characters this one is literally will be like paragraph to paragraph 
Nope. It's very unclear who is where. There's so much overlap because there are so many characters going on. It's hard to keep track. So I'm going to do my best to give you like the TLDR. Here's why you should read this book because it was really good and you should read this book. But I'm also going to try not to spoil anything because there were so many twists and turns that like, I was like, I know who's done it. Like, I can't believe they made it so easy. And then I was like, did they make it so easy? And then it wasn't, or it yeah. was, but also not like mm-hmm. there oh, were the best times right like when you're part right and then it's like actually no because this reason that you had no idea existed so I had a really good time with this book especially once I got going after probably about 100 pages I got so sucked into it that I was able to pick up my usual pace um and I just wanted to know how it ended like I was like but how does that wrap into that like I just there were so many questions they did a really good job like keeping me guessing the whole way so there's also a second one of this book apparently coming out soon. Yes, I saw that. And that's why I have to read this one. Because I'm like, oh, I need to know. I need to read this one. Okay. Read second. Okay. Well, knowing that you want to read it, I will do very well at not giving you any yeah. spoilers. Okay. okay Tell good. me if it's too far. I'll hold you to it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. I'm like, man, I don't even know where to start because it's so not linear. It's ridiculous. We're going to start with who the Thursday Murder Club is. Where this book is like happening and then we'll go from there. Basically, this book occurs in the UK. Where exactly? I'm not sure. Um, it is basically around this village that's a retirement community. But instead of having just like one building be a retirement community, it's an entire village. It's called Cooper's Chase. So in Cooper's Chase, they have like a retirement village, which is just like people in like apartments. Basically, you have to be like 50 and over. I think it's 50 or 55. I don't remember exactly. It doesn't really matter. You're older. You're a senior citizen and you live here. They also have a nursing home. So it used to be a convent with a cemetery, but currently it's a retirement community with like shops and like just basically everything. Like you don't have to leave. Yeah. When you live in Cooper's Chase, you stay here. This is my dream. Tired. Yeah. This is my dream in life. Uh, agreed. I am like, how do I, how do I sign up now at 30 though? Like, how do I live there now? Is that option? Do you need the use to like get your newspaper? How can I help? You know? Exactly. That's- it sounds like a dream to me, but you know, I'm sure there are drawbacks. So at Cooper's Chase, um, being a retirement community, there is an assortment of clubs. There is a new woman at Cooper's Chase named Joyce. She has not been there for very long. But she gets uh, invited to hang out with this other group of people that live in her retirement community. They don't seem like they have that much in common and they like joke about whether or not they are friends or not, because it's kind of unclear. Apparently, when you are that old and most people you know are dead, would you have been friends before? Maybe not. Are you friends now? Of circumstance, sure. So there's a lot of like kind of dark humor as far as your college friends almost really like you're like freshman sophomore year college right friends. where it's like i have no one else around i guess we're friends now no yeah, offense, we Krista. it worked same, out for us but it's not usual building like yeah yeah exactly so they're like friends of circumstance not necessarily because of who they are but there is a group of four of them um so it's three and they invite joyce because someone has recently left well they're old so this other person um is in a coma now no longer. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't remember if they said exactly and I missed it. There was a lot going on at the beginning. Okay. Probably not um, due to the crime then. No, not due to a crime. But basically, um, these people are such an assorted group of people. 
So I'm going to tell you the names of the, the main four people, but anybody else beyond that, I can't guarantee you that I'm going to be consistent with names because there are literally so many people. As you can imagine, it's a retirement community. So there are literally hundreds of people every now and then they'll bring up a person that never comes up again. Like it'll be like <laughs> Patty turned on her light at night. She saw this person outside chapter over, like literally the chapters will even be like a paragraph. It's Who crazy. We don't know. I love it. We'll never see Patty again. Yeah. It's just an example. I don't remember the names, but it doesn't matter. So the main four people though, who are part of the Thursday murder club are, uh, Ron, who his son is famous. His son used to be a fighter, like a, like an MMA, like punch him fighter. And then ended up like transitioning into, like commercials and things. And so Ron is apparently very well known for being like activist and just generally like very stubborn and loud in their community. He was like his son's like backup kind of person, like advocate manager type person. He's known. Um, there's a former therapist, Ibrahim, who just is a good person to talk to other people. Yeah, therapist makes yeah, sense. It's good. Like, yeah, as far as like an assortment of groups, that would make sense to have. There's Elizabeth. We're not exactly sure who Elizabeth is or who she worked for. All we really know is that she's traveled a lot. She's worked for government agencies. She talks about things like having to do like interviews and like that kind of thing. Unclear. Sounds like she probably did something Secret Service like or maybe some sort of like ambassador to the US. Very unclear. Um, she's such a wild card. I love her. And then there's Joyce, who is the newest to the group. So Joyce gets invited to join the murder club. Uh, one day, basically at dinner, the Elizabeth comes up to Joyce and she was like, Hey, do you want to like talk to me about this case? So Elizabeth apparently just has like cold case files on her. So sure. the person that left their crew, the Thursday murder club. So when on Thursdays, they would basically meet and then go over cold cases and try to solve them. The person that left Penny, the one who's in a coma now, because she's old and there's other circumstances, I'm sure. But basically, she used to be an inspector in the area. And so she would, as you get older, rules matter less. I don't know if you know this, but I've been told this. I I'm don't believe this. For it to happen. Oh, I think it will. Uh, I think it will, but I think I'll still not take advantage. Uh, I'll do it for you. You can do it for me. Yeah, it's fine. Um. But basically, Penny uh, and Elizabeth would kind of, like, make sure that they went and got cold cases. They would try to solve them. They didn't necessarily, like, report anything to the police, but it was just, like, something to do in retirement, right? So, Penny's gone. I really wish they told us a little bit more information about that, but it's fine. It's not really Maybe the, the point. next book. Maybe. Maybe they'll talk about her more. Um, and so, Joyce joins the group. They... Like I said, they kind of bounce around chapter-wise and even paragraph-wise about whose perspective we're looking from, but Joyce is the most consistent perspective that we see. So every few chapters or so, it will be like a diary entry from Joyce, and she'll give you some information about like what's been going on, like what they saw. And so she'll kind of like fill in some gaps between like, we saw this person do something, we saw this person do something, we saw this person do something, and then Joyce will fill in the details. So... I really like the writing structure of this, but it did make it harder to get into. Like, as far as reading goes, like, it, that's why it took me so long. It, like, not even is it just how many different characters there are. It's just the writing style in general. Like, it hops around. I'm like, where are we? What's going on right now? Like, there was some confusion. But it was worth it in the end. So, basically what's happening is... Joyce has just joined the murder club. So it's very fresh. 
Um, they are living at Cooper's Chase, which, like I said, is in the UK. It's essentially a retirement community. The person that owns Cooper's Chase, Ian, is actively working on expanding the property. So the property work are uh, like kind of borders. Um, so it has a cemetery because Cooper's Chase used to be a nunnery. And then I think like 50 years ago or so, they basically closed the nunnery, but there's still an attached cemetery. And then there's also land owned by somebody else whose name I don't care and it doesn't matter. Um, Ian, the owner of Cooper's Chase is trying to have the cemetery relocated and buy out the additional landowner because he wants all of this property so that he can add more retirement homes. Typical, typical what you'd expect. So, uh, Ian is, while Ian is like actively working on like, how do I cut out my business partner? Because he wants to pay less for the work that needs to be done. Cause he's got to deal with lawyers. He's got to deal with permits, especially moving a cemetery. It's a lot of work and there's people who are in the way. Like there is a, people. well, yeah, obviously there's that, <laughs> but like there's a priest who oh. doesn't want them to move the cemetery yeah. essentially. So like, he's got some like public op opposition as well as some of the residents are vocal about it. They're like, well, the contract with you says that like you will make changes to Cooper's chase in coordination with the residents. And Ian is like, this is me coordinating with you. You have five minutes to tell me your concerns and he's just going to ignore them. So like, that's the thing with those, like in coordination with like, it's very loose, like legally. So nothing Ian is doing is illegal. He's trying to expand his business and technically it's all within realm. Like he gets the permits, he gets everything, but that doesn't mean that there isn't opposition. That doesn't mean that it's okay morally, especially like pretty much everything Ian does is a moral question mark. Like I hate it. I don't love it. So, we so don't that's, love Ian. we do not love Ian. Um, so that's going on with Ian. He has basically decided that the person that he has been working with thus far to develop Cooper's chase, who has built all the other retirement homes. Um, his name is Tony. He's decided he's going to cut him out because Tony basically strong armed Ian into giving him 25% and 25% of lots of millions is a lot of millions. And he doesn't want to have to pay him when he could pay someone to do less. So Ian is actively trying to cut him out at the same time in the retirement community. They have like a police officer, Donna, who she comes to teach like safety for seniors classes and she gets to meet the murder club and they were like please do not give us like information about like someone calling us and pretending to be a relative like I don't want to talk about that like give us some details what's going on in the actual community like is there a real murder going on how do you what do you know about like this conviction that we think was controversial like so poor Donna is just like She's described as probably, I think she's in like her late twenties. Um, just like woman, just, she wants to be part of like her works murder squad. Like that's what she wants to do is like, she wants to not, she moved here from London where it's like obviously much busier than like a small town, wherever the heck they are in the UK, but it's supposed to be like quiet. Um, so she's like, she wants to be part of the murder squad, but she's here instead teaching these classes to senior citizens. Yeah. But like, like slip trips and falls and like, yeah, don't, don't fall for somebody pretending to be your granddaughter asking for, mm -hmm. $1, and they were like, we know. Okay. It's fine. Just move on. <laughs> um, so both of these things are kind of happening in tandem. So Ian tells Tony, his business partner, the partner that he's going to cut him out. And he's already picked a replacement too. So we do know that. Like we, we've met his replacement. We know this information. Donna has met the murder club who is dying for there to be a real murder. This is about the only real information I'm going to tell you about this book. Everything else is going to get real kind of sketchy from here. 
Tony dies. Tony's murdered. The night that Ian tells him, you're cut out. This is over. This is done. Like, people see them arguing. Like, it's a whole thing. Although that, like, in the in the book, they describe how Tony thinks that their argument is, like, a very, you know, professional and quiet and, like, no one really noticed that they were arguing, but they were clearly upset. But, like, other people notice. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you're in a retirement community, that's all that they do. That's all they, they have, have time else for. To do. Yeah. Right. So... <laughs> Tony dies and obviously this kind of opened up opens up an opportunity for the murder club to work with the police. So um oh wow this is honestly the point where I stopped taking notes because I was like shit I can't tell nobody anything. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. Basically what happens at this point is um the murder club kind of goes like deep investigation. I have no idea how Elizabeth has all the resources that she has, especially since the investigator that she was friends with is now in a coma, which is where I had assumed initially that they were getting cold case files from. But like Elizabeth does whatever she wants, whatever she needs to get done to find the information. Like she pretends to be other people. Like she will absolutely talk to some like estranged relative and then like find a way to make it seem reasonable for her to be asking questions. So the murder club is like, oh my God, yes, we have a real murder to investigate, right? Yeah. Like it's somebody we know, like they get excited thinking about the fact that like, this is someone that was in my apartment. Maybe he built my fireplace. No, he probably didn't build my fireplace. They probably paid somebody else to do that. He's, he's too important. Like, so it's just <laughs> super funny. So it's like a combination of like them trying to investigate this murder, but also they're like old people dealing with their twilight years. Like they all deal with like different complex issues, like um, their spouses either being gone or dealing with their spouse currently slipping from them, like Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, dating. Joyce is trying to like pursue another guy at Ooh, the retirement community, Bernard. Ooh. Yeah. So she's like super into Bernard, but like the other senior citizens like can't kind of relate to like Joyce's like drive to look for a man in their 80s. Like, so on top of having these uh, like, you know, murder investigations where they're uh, interacting with the police, the police often don't want to interact with the murder club, but then they're like, well, we kind of have to because they have all this information. There's this like one scene I really like where they, uh, the murder club calls the police and is like, hey, we have info for you. And so Donna, she was like, well, I'm not on the murder club. And they're like, give me 24 hours. You're, you're going to be in the murder club. It's going to be fine. And she's like, okay. She's like, okay, yeah, you're going to get me onto the homicide detectives department in sure. 24 hours. They literally like call like the head of the homicide department and then being old people pretend they have information to give, but they're just not comfortable giving it to him, but they've met Donna and they'd really like to give it to Donna. Yeah. Cause she's so, a trusted person. Yeah. So if you could just bring Donna in and they just like force them to hire her well yeah of course what else are you gonna do when like grandma betty sue over here tells you right like god i love it (laughs) exactly oh my god so it's it's so good i just i really love the personal interactions that they have on this so they're trying to investigate oh i'm just like drew a pen don't even worry about it this is what happens when i talk with my hands and you're so excited i am excited and i'm also trying to figure out where not to tell you information yeah Um, we're coming up on the like you had to stop point we really are honestly i'm doing my best um so they're trying to solve this um but coming up at the same time because while they're solving this ian is obviously still progressing with the cemetery so the priest that i mentioned before has like voiced his concerns to the city during like the public hearing or whatever regarding the cemetery change it's all legal like i said he's got all the permits he's got everything he's allowed to do it 
Father Mackie still tries to have a conversation directly with Ian, who Ian just like kind of totally brushes him off. And so he's like, all right, whatever. So Father Mackie was like, well, I've got resources. And I don't remember exactly who he contacts, but he contacts somebody who contacts basically everybody at the retirement community. And so they're all notified the day before the cemetery is supposed to be bulldozed. And so they all show up at the gate of the cemetery right before the bulldozers come and they don't let them bulldoze. So there's a lot of things going on here where some of the members of the murder club kind of peel off to do their own investigating. Some of them stick at the front of the gate to kind of head off what's going on there. Father Mackey shows up. So literally at this point, every single character in this book is here right now. Someone else dies. I'm not gonna tell you who, but yeah, no. It's like, how is that going to work? Like, how does that play into yeah. this existing murder that we have? How is that related to the cemetery? They um, find some things at the cemetery where they're like, okay, well, someone would have motive for that to not be found. Like, mm-hmm. someone maybe buried things. Like, what a great place to bury stuff is in a cemetery. So it's like, who of these people that. were in this area 40 years ago when the cemetery was last used? Who would have a motive to do that? So the murder club is basically detrimental in solving this case i don't think the police would have solved it without them like they found out so much information just because they know people who are 80 years old like Mm -hmm. they remember there being these situations from before they could find these photos and then recognize people i think that's one of the things that like when you're older it's like it's hard to like look at someone's like picture in their 20s and then in their 80s and then see the same person Mm -hmm. like it, it can be a real challenge but i think it's probably easier the older you get because it's like you recognize what features do and don't change. So they're able to recognize things that the police didn't necessarily recognize because they're like, no, that's the same person. Yeah. Cause you're looking back and you're like, oh, that's it. We're like, where I'm trying to like picture forward of like, okay, what do you look like in 50 years? I don't know. Yeah. Where it's like, I can see the rewind. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, I really can't tell you anymore. Honestly, um, there were so many ups and downs. There are literally a crap ton of mysteries in this whole thing. And each one of them has an answer that I absolutely did not see coming. I cannot wait to see what happens in the second one. Like this group of old people is absolutely impressive. Joyce talks about her superpower being like being unseen. Like people don't notice she's paying attention to everything. She sees stuff and people don't know she's there. Like, so everyone's kind of got their role in this. Um, I just really can't tell you much about them. Like yeah. they're all so intertwined. It's so good though. Like I re- like each of the main characters, like the four of the main group are very well fleshed out uh, characters. They're very vivid. Like they all have a very specific purpose, which I really love. Um, they tell you like just enough information along the way that you don't feel confused, but like they wrap it up nicely too, where it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Where like sometimes they leave out some details because they're trying to be elusive, but then later it doesn't make sense. Like there's never a point where I'm like, oh, that didn't make sense. It all makes perfect sense. And I can't believe I didn't see it coming, but of course <laughs> it didn't. It was convoluted and crazy. Yeah. So five out of five, I'm surprised I have not read this sooner. Um, biggest issue is really just like, took me a while to get into the style just because mm-hmm. there's so much happening, yeah. but which is fair you'll love it i can't wait for you to read it you'll love it i'm so excited mine was a little less of like excitement so my book definitely kind of they wrote it setting it up i think for the rest of the series so the book that i did is death in the sunshine by steph broadrib which i actually ended up getting as like my amazon first read where like if you're a kindle i don't actually know how i got on the list but you get a free amazon kindle book once a month 
at the on start the of the list. month. And it was one where I was like, well, I don't know. Nothing else seemed great that month. And I was like, oh, I'll do this old people solving crime. And then this topic came up and it was super great. Um, but so this is the first book in the Retired Detectives Club. So I feel like the, the author was really trying to kind of lay the groundwork groundwork for what the rest of the books are going to be which was okay but like annoying as reading the first book when yes, it's if you new. know you're writing a series though like it's a little different approach than if you write a book and then like it turns into a series exactly yeah so this book is set in florida uh three of our main characters come from the uk and the author also lives in like over in the uk so it's like weird that florida i mean florida whatever that's where we go to retire sure but it just seemed kind of odd so it's set in a luxury retirement community called the homestead which is kind of similar to yours but i think bigger like this is like a huge like there are different sub communities within the homestead like there are there's a casino in the homestead in this luxury like space like it's there's a whole bunch of different ones and there's like the one went over in district 11 and there's a, this one and then that one and they're they're everywhere um it's sold as like there is no crime like our security is so good our vetting is so good there's there no is crime. no crime in this um, yeah, okay yeah so you have to have like um if you live there you get a little card for your card or whatever so you can drive right through but otherwise every single person is supposed to stop at the gate we get a, a license plate number we get driver's license information we figure out who you're visiting so like they're not supposed to be any surprises or anything like that uh four main characters so one of the main one her name is moira she's the newest she's only been living there like a month or so she's fairly young for like retirement life she's like 59 i think and she was an undercover dci agent in the uk and something happened somebody died while she was doing her policing work and now she's in retirement we don't really know what uh she won't talk about it she gets she at all she gets panic attacks um she is like on this whole thing where like nobody can know that she we used to work undercover because it's dangerous and you're like okay are you in like oh, uk God. witsec or like what is going is there a uk witsec would they move you to another country if you were in uk on? witsec i don't think you could even say that like no one could know yeah right so like you're like what in the world is really going on with her um she had met lizzie one of our other characters at i think like a yoga class or something so lizzie used to be csi she's also like late 50s uh she's married to philip philip was like a head dci agent in the uk so lizzie and philip are also from the uk which is where i'm like okay three people from the uk that all end up in this little florida retirement seems odd but whatever um Philip is like 60, late 60s, I think, like 68 or something. Uh, he had a heart attack and he basically was semi-forced to retire. They were like, like his, for health reasons. He was like not- Pretty standard, yeah. Yeah, Lizzie's like 10-ish years younger than him, but was like, she was a CSI. And she's like, you know what? Like I've seen enough crime and violence and like they have right. kids and grandkids or she's like i'll retire i'll retire early like that's fine someday she's like regrets that like kind of has it like oh i wish i was still wish i hadn't done it so long and everything like that because they've been retired like 10 years at this point so maybe i retire now is that an option right seriously that's what i was thinking i was like man enjoy this <laughs> i'd like to um, retire yeah so lizzie and philip have been retired like 10 years they moved to the homestead like a year two three something like that ago 
And so Moira and Lizzie met and they like totally hit it off in yoga. And then Lizzie was like, oh my gosh, you got to come meet my husband. So does that. And then Moira learns that they're like ex-police. And she's like, well, I can't be friends with you because if I'm friends with you and you guys realize that I'm ex-police, then you'll discover my deep, dark secret and you won't be safe. No one can tell anybody because you're ex-police. You cancel each other out, but whatever. And you're like, okay, Moira, what is your deep, dark secret that gives you panic attacks? Like, what is going on? I have questions for sure. Um, And so she has like kind of like separated herself from them. It's only been like a month, but she's like trying to separate themselves herself from them. And so she like is starting over and she has her routine. So she's going to the pool. She's going to swim some laps. It's early in the morning, like 6 a.m. She's walking up and there's a woman in the pool. And she's like, oh my gosh, somebody beat me to the pool. No, wait a minute. That person's dead. So it's a woman in her early 20s is floating in the pool. Clearly dead. Very clearly dead. Oh God. Uh, All kinds of money floating, like thousands of dollars. Like cash? Cash floating around her in the pool. Stripper gone wrong? Maybe, who knows, right? First thoughts though. (laughs) Uh, So she calls 911 and she's like, hey, there's a murder in the homestead. Da, 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 da all these things but then she starts like after she gets off the phone she like has like a mild panic attack almost or like a lingering one so like you know police come ambulance come and they're like trying to take her to the hospital and everything and she's like i'm fine i'm fine but she's very clearly not fine but then philip shows up because philip as i said was forced into retirement for health reasons never really accepted that he's been forced to retire very much wants to be in charge of everything and wants to know what's going on couple months ago burglary started in the homestead which is unheard of because there's no crime and Mm -hmm. so he started a community watch people are out patrolling at all hours of the night my favorite so far down oh he's terrible we don't like him in the end well he's fine i didn't like him he annoyed me well right now i really like his initiative okay that's true yes he was very on top of it but he wants to be in charge of everything and god forbid somebody knows something he doesn't or speak i don't like his ego yeah but otherwise his initiative very good so because of this and he like see the lights and sirens and stuff so he goes to figure out what's going on and he's like i need to know so he like mm-hmm. goes to start talking to the cops and he's like dur, 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 dur. but he's like in a polo and like khakis right it's like florida retirement garb and the cops are like what are you doing and he's like i am xdci and they're like we don't give a shit no one dude. cares yeah get behind the line and he's like oh my god i'm gonna get kicked out what am i gonna do and then he sees moira and he's like moira hi and like basically gets her to kind of like look and like wave and he's like see that's my friend i gotta go check on her so he like swindles his way over there convinces her because she's like just leave me alone and she's like i'm gonna go home but she like because she's like in the like middle of almost a panic attack kind of collapses and he's like well you can't go home you're coming to my house but she has nothing she can't like really say no because she literally can't walk home at this point like she's not going to make it who collapses during a panic attack that has not been my experience but okay yeah i guess maybe you're weak after i can see that well because she's like trying to like fight her panic attacks and so like her like vision gets fuzzy for a little bit you're like was she drugged because she had a water bottle like was she drugged i'm not going to tell you hyperventilating maybe like what's going on yeah not good as she's getting into philip's truck she realizes there's somebody hiding in the bushes taking a picture of her don't like it don't know what's going on there but something's going on ow howie I just kicked oh. my table. Yeah, everything um, went crazy. Yeah, I know. I just shook everything. Sorry about that, everyone. I'm glad you're okay. Um, sorry, I just forgot where it was. Okay, so Philip drives Moira back to their house with Lizzie. 
And they're like, oh my gosh, this happened. But Moira is like, well, they can't know that I'm ex-police. And Lizzie's like kind of upset at Moira for because she's like, well, we I thought we were like gonna be good friends. We totally hit it off. You basically ghosted me. What's going on? Rude. So like all those things, all those emotions and feelings are going on. But she does realize that like Moira is clearly under the weather. Something's going on. So, but Moira is trying to like hide the fact that she's ex-police. And she's like, I don't know, there was a woman, like she was dead. And they're like, how do you know? And she's like, I just could tell. And like, really Moira is like, not U.S. police. She's U.K. police. Correct. As were Philip and Lizzie. I did Google. There is witness protection in the U.K. Okay. So maybe she is. Maybe she's not. I won't she's tell got you. Some theories forming. Yeah. So start noodling on those. Well, uh, yeah. So she's trying to like hide her past and is trying to like downplay the information. Mm-hmm. Um, but Philip, being the arrogant jerk he is, is like he'll like say something like. Something as basic as like, oh yeah, she was CSI, which is a crime scene investigator. And it's like very patronizing to Moira. And like, like, why you gotta be belittling when you say my title? Yeah. And also like, like the way that like, and like, that's not actually what he said, but it was something very similar like that where like he said it. And like me, it's like a, like a your basic layman person who watches television would know what that is. Even if you don't watch television, you probably could deduce what that is. But he's like doing that. So she's like trying really hard not to like tell him that he's a total colossal jerk. I just want to say that being a CSI person definitely requires a little bit more skill technically than being like a detective. Oh, absolutely. Could you imagine the science that goes into that? Like, mm, I couldn't Mm -hmm. even imagine. I would never look down on someone like that. Like, oh my God. And also, that's his wife. I literally took a degree that did not take science or math for a reason. Yeah. And that's his wife. (laughs) Rude. I can't believe it. Yeah. So. Philip is very much like, oh my gosh, we have to investigate this. And Lizzie mm-hmm. is kind of like, eh, don't really love that because last time you had a heart attack. And like, yeah, don't love that. Also, like, something is clearly going on between them. Like, he's keeping some sort of secret. Does Lizzie know it? Does she not? Are they both oh. keeping secrets from so us? There's like, a relationship issue, but we don't know what. Yeah, we have no idea what. Um, we learn a little bit more as the book goes, but this is another one. So, like, there's Moira's secret, there's Philip's secret, there's Lizzie's emotions. Like, there's all these things going on and it takes a really long time. And I'm not going to tell you which, if anything, sort of get cleaned up in the first book, but that's um, one where you're like, you're very clearly the author is trying to set it up for the next book. That's a series, right? So is there three planned? Is it a trilogy? We or, don't know. It's more? just, it's just the retired just detectives, um, retired detectives club is what the author has already called the series and this is the oh, only book okay. and this book came out like a month ago so like it's already like Got a it. plan that something more books will happen i think they're trying to do the thing where like like an alex cross where they like write 900 books kind of a thing i think that's maybe where they're hoping i don't know but hey. so like there's like a lot a lot of these like sort of callbacks to Mora being like oh my gosh they can't know that i'm a detective and it gets really annoying and then like philip being like oh my secret and da 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 and lizzie being like oh he was forced to retire and you're just like could you just tell us what's going on like this is annoying uh, so it took a bit to like kind of get invested in that point uh moira does finally agree to help to like stay on as like just the basic person who doesn't really know anything but they're like you know more than you think you know um, they bring in our fourth character, Rick. So he's ex-DEA, so U.S. Cup. So he has connections here local. At least he like knows people who know people. 
Um, he is also like the other kind of leader of the community watch. Uh, Philip has to be the main leader because like I said, he's very arrogant. Rick is just like, what up? You know, he's out here doing his thing. Um, they find some information that they think could be helpful to the police. And so they call the police. They call Detective Golding, who is the one who showed up. Uh, he writes them off. He was like, okay, old timer, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I don't care about anything that you're saying. Like we decided it's a mugging gone wrong. And they're like, well, if it's a mugging gone wrong, why was thousands of dollars in the water? Because like Moyer had taken pictures too. So they're like looking at the pictures. They go back to the crime scene. Somebody is very clearly following Moira. Like, oh, I don't like that. At one point, it might be two people. We don't know. Um, it's, was she shot like this woman? Was she shot? Was she shot with her own gun? What's going on? Um, they get, they go around to try to get like all the logs from the community watch folks and like they can't get a hold of some people. But there was like the Subaru, there were the station wagon, the base station wagon that was seen a couple times at 2 a.m. And maybe somebody did Ooh. see that girl. Like, or I saw a girl who was in her 20s arguing with somebody at 2 a.m. Like, what's going on? Um, so like basically they at first they're kind of like to hell with the cops. We're gonna figure this out on our own. They make a murder board, which is fun, um, to like keep all track of everything. And then when they call, they like discover stuff. And so when they do call Detective Golding to be like, hey, we just we actually literally found it. Like they find evidence uh, that the mm-hmm. cops missed. And they're like, hey, Ooh, we found what? this. Uh, and Detective Golding won't even hear him out. Because also I think it's Philip calling, which is possibly why he won't hear him out. Uh, but he won't hear him out at all. And they're like, okay, well, we have to solve this on our own then. Like to hell with the cops. We have to figure this all out. Um, so they like double down on it. And they're like, doing this whole investigating and what's going on and like lizzie has her csi kit so she's like trying to like run tests on the pool water and like all of these other things fancy Uh, yeah overall so obviously i can't like tell you like where it goes or really anything past that because like i mean it wasn't that long of a book but like not that much happened like things happen and the story constantly keeps moving which is really great i like that like we're always going somewhere like we're never like ah shucks what do we do next um but i decided like overall i'm between like three and a half and four because for how for how many times we have to be reminded that moira doesn't want people to know that she's ex-cop and we don't even know why like tell me early on why and maybe i could get on board and how long like this weird stuff going on with philip and lizzie um how often that gets brought up and like the fact that like philip has to always be in charge um like that's annoying mm-hmm. um and like it's just it was too much you know so that's why i'm kind of like torn between but once it finally like took off and started go started going and they were like finding evidence and they maybe found a suspect and is this this one and they go to talk to them and the cops show up and like what's actually going on um who it ended up turning out to be because you do find out because i think this is going to be the one of the kind of series where like every book is a crime and they solve the crime that's my guess is the same for the one that i had i'm i'm gonna guess the next one's just like another crime mm-hmm. yeah uh who it ended up being never saw in a trillion years i didn't really any, i didn't even have any guesses on who actually committed this crime i i had nothing i couldn't think of a single person or any sort of entity or why 
even like a why why would we have killed this person i was like okay maybe this is why this girl died right the stripper theory mm-hmm. but yeah had nothing no ideas whatsoever so like that one they got me good so i liked that and it got me enough that i will read the next book i'll give it one more book in the series to decide if i'm gonna go for it or call it quits so how do you for even trying the next book i mean series are always hit and miss for me but this mm-hmm. one sounds solid honestly yeah and like, i like the concept and now that like like i said i'm not going to tell you what secrets we find out and whose secrets but you do learn some additional things mm-hmm. that make me want to know where it's going to go next kind of a thing and like sure. who's going to do what are they going to speak up are they not going to speak up and then like i think like the last page had like a huge like what like did not see so like crime is solved whatever now it's like we're in the epilogue and we're like a couple weeks later with this character and you're like what just happened here right did not know that was coming at all like i said like so i think that the fact that like two separate times this author just got me like out of left field just going what in the world is going on love that yeah so i think that's why i'd be willing to try the next one just for that so but overall i like old people solving crime it's a nice break from like 19 year olds solving crime or 18 year olds who have right life experience solving crimes because it was like the kind of the same thing like yours where they're like oh like old people are invisible or old people can call and they can get these things figured out they can like just you know it's so true though like no one pays attention to the like 70 year old just hanging out in your room they just assume Mm -hmm. they're not paying attention yeah they're sitting on a bench and it's like but are they just sitting on a bench goals <laughs> seriously how can i do that now if anyone knows let us know your secrets we won't tell we promise instagram is no faster bedtime twitter iipyb underscore pod you can also check us out on TikTok at Ooh. Isn't It Past Your Bedtime and isn'tpastyourbedtime.com where we will post what's coming up next and what's in the archive. Come back. We'll talk to y'all later. We've got all kinds of fun things coming up. Bye, everyone. Bye.